There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. We try to keep the romance alive, so we have date night once a week. Last date I took her to was to one of those wine and paint places where you can bring your own bottle of wine and sip it while the instructor teaches the whole class how to paint. The entire class was full of couples where the women were very excited to be there and the men were very clearly dragged there. (laughs) But after about an hour of drinking wine, the women completely stopped caring about the painting and the men got super serious about the painting. (laughs) Like all the women were just going behind their boyfriends like, woo! We're all like, I'm trying to contour. (laughs) You think impressionism just happens? That was comedian Noah Garden Schwartz. Garden Schwartz. Yeah. That's a name. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, we were talking about the passing of Tina Turner. And uh, Jen was just mentioning some of her uh, accomplishments, you know, selling 200 million albums worldwide, winning eight Grammys. It's a lot. Inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. I loved her. She was so great. Yeah. I can't believe you saw her in concert. Like, you were talking a little bit about it in the Facebook Live. That's pretty awesome. It was. It, it was one of the top five shows I've ever been to, for sure. And this was, instead, this was, I don't remember which, what the name of the tour was. I don't know. It might have been her farewell tour, for, for crying out loud. But it was during a point in my life where my friends and I were going to a ton of concerts. And every concert that we went to, we would dress like the artist in some way, shape, or form. Like, we went and saw Diana Ross, and we had these long, curly wigs. And when we did Tina Turner, we did Tina Turner wigs, each of us in our own hair color. But it was the Tina Turner style from the What's Love Got to Do With It, where it was straight, mm-hmm. but just, like, really big, straight. And we had really good seats, but we snuck our way to the front row and we were standing there in the front row and just dancing and having a great time. And she walked right over to us and was pointing at us and laughing and kind of dancing with us. And it was just a really incredible moment. And it was like, Tina Turner looked at us. (laughs) Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people were doing the wig thing, actually, at her shows, including... Oprah Winfrey, I, she appeared on Oprah Winfrey's show, and Oprah Winfrey was so freaked out and fangirling, and she <laughs> and Gail, what she brought Gail in, and she uh-huh. and Gail are wearing the wigs, and I remember <laughs> that was one of her 
more memorable episodes. Tina actually gave up performing live in 2009 when she was about 68 years old. And because uh, she and Oprah were BFF, she went back on Oprah, Oprah's next chapter in 2013 and said the decision to stop was actually easy and with good reason. No one ever knew on stage how much I really was tired of singing and dancing. It's work. It's something when you do all of your life, every night, that's all you do. Everyone is having a good time. You're up there working. Yeah. It just was years and years of work. And if I ever go back for any reason in any way, no one ever wants to see Tina do performance any other way than that. So I don't think they would accept me standing in a wonderful gown singing. That's not me. And she's a sweater. Man, oh, she yeah. just like drenched, like Whitney Houston used to need a towel, kind of, but <laughs> just sweat pouring out of her. I always loved how she walked because she'd be on those super, super, super high, high heels oh, yeah. with her leather dress that allowed minimal knee movement. Sure. And she would just sort of like shuffle sideways, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a deer yeah. in snow yeah. Yeah. Right. for the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a song that she came out with. That it, was, it was actually her and Ike. Ike and Tina Turner came out with a song called River Deep, Mountain High. Mm -hmm. And it's a famous song. Uh, in fact, Rolling Stone named it as number 33 on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Oh, wow. But here in the U.S., it was a miserable failure really? when it came out. Yeah, it came out in 1966, and it just, it just didn't gain any traction here like it did everywhere else. Uh, but Tina Turner was talking about it when she was on with uh, David Letterman back when she was promoting Private Dancer. David Letterman had her on. And she said that the producer of that song, River Deep Mountain High, it was Phil Spector. He spent an unheard of $22,000 on that song. And he actually wanted to quit the music business when it only made it to number 88 on the U.S. <laughs> charts. It is known in the business that he was so upset with America because, you know, they wouldn't accept it because black stations said it was too pop and the pop stations said it was too black. Uh -huh. And it had no home. And Phil was just very upset about it. And He thought that this was going to be the ultimate, ultimate state-of-the-art song of the day. It is in Europe, yeah. all over Europe. Yeah, it, it was is. a big hit, right? Yes, yeah. huge. And it just didn't make it in America ever. Yeah. That's and uh, it, it is considered one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. Uh, interestingly enough, Jen, you mentioned that she passed away in her home in Switzerland. Um, I knew she lived in Switzerland. I did not realize she also gave up her U.S. citizenship. Did uh, she? A lot of people maintain both. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people do that for various reasons when they give up their citizenship. More, more often than not, it's because they don't want to pay uh, taxes, taxes in the U.S. because, you know, your taxes follow you wherever you go as long as you're an American citizen. Uh, but as far as her reason, she talked about it when she was on The Tonight Show. Jay Leno was hosting it at the time in 2013 when he had her on. I was surprised to hear this. Tina Turner has decided to give up her U.S. citizenship. Wow. Yeah. Apparently she left a good job in the city working for the man every night and day. <laughs> she never lost a minute of sleep. Worrying about the way things might have been. No, no. But Tina Turner says she still loves America. But what's love got to do with it? It's just a secondhand emotion. There you go. Cute. Uh, here's the moment that Tina Turner joined Mick Jagger on stage at JFK in Philadelphia during the Live Aid concert in 1985. And I only mention this because Mick Jagger said that she influenced a lot of his famous Mick Jagger. You know, we talk about moves like Jagger. Yeah. Well, he credits her 
with teaching him a lot of those movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Where's Tina? And they were all over each other during this song. <laughs> Just a super powerful match during the performance of State of Shock. I mean, you think she's, you know, you know how physical he is. Imagine the two of them together. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you remember that duet she did with Brian, uh, Brian Adams? It's uh, only love. Oh God, I love that song. Yeah, that's a great song. That is. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, that was. Oh, uh, the, oh I, th- I think I got a clip of it. Yeah. Oh, great oh, yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> that's a song that is so good. Apple Music put it on their essentials collection of Tina's really? lineup. Yeah. And it's on both of their greatest hits compilations. Anyway. Nice. And then I'll leave you with this one little Tina Turner factoid, and then we'll move on. What famous rock ballad was meant to be a Tina Turner song, but was roadblocked by a record company who demanded that the rock band who wrote it keep it for themselves? Hmm. No clue. No idea. It was. Is this love? White snake. White snake. (laughs) Is this love? Yeah, that was. That is the only thing that make that song good. That was meant to be a Tina Turner song. She could have done something with that. Oh yeah. She could have made that amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. White, Snake, White Snake singer David Cloverdale says he originally wrote the song, Is This Love? He wrote it for Tina Turner, but when the band's label heard it, they refused to let it go. They said, if you want it pub- if you want it recorded, you're going to have, have to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, and it did become mm. one of their biggest hits. I'll tell you, if you can catch the that documentary on HBO, I would highly recommend it. It's, it, it's very sweet, too, when she talks about her husband that she met after, you know, being in that awful relationship with Ike and just being single and not looking for or expecting to oh, yeah. meet anybody. And, wow. and yeah, she when she did. meets her husband. Yeah, it's very, it's a very sweet story. So, wow. but it's worth it just for that to watch the whole wow. thing. But there's so much good stuff there. Tina Turner, yep. gone to the age of 83. Yep. All right. You might've seen these pictures yesterday. They went viral of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson on the can red carpet. And it looked like they were angrily scolding some poor guy, waving fingers and everything. And Tom had this look on his face like he was just letting that guy have it. Mm. What And happened so there? people were going nuts. They were like, oh, my God, this is, <laughs> I've never seen Tom Hanks angry. Not like this. He's a horrible man after all. <laughs> <laughs> that or he's getting grumpy in his old age. Something is really going well, wrong here. Video, he was kind of like pointing his finger right. like you, blah, 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 Yes. Blah, blah. Who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? Right. I am Woody. So Rita took to social media yesterday 
And whether you buy it or not, this is what she's saying. She says that she and Tom weren't freaking out on the guy. They were just trying to figure out what he was saying. She said, this is what she wrote. She said, this is called, I can't hear you. People are screaming. What did you say? Where are we supposed to go? But that doesn't sell stories. Nice try. Oh. What? What? Oh, so God. we're supposed to go over here? I believe, I believe 100% of this story <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just wait till he really gets old. Oh. He's going to be fun. Yeah, I think because they say, you know, as you, when you get older, if you get any kind of cognitive decline, that you become the opposite of who you were in life. So people mm. like Tom Cruise, who come across as very friendly and kind, and get cranky. Oh. They get cranky and maybe a little bit mean. Whereas, like, haven't you ever heard of a story of or, or known someone in your family who was just mean as hell your yeah. whole life? Yeah. And then they get really old, and all of a sudden, they're just the sweetest just so sweet. people on <laughs> oh the planet. God. This is the sweetest old like, man. You should have known him 20 what years happened? ago. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. So, Tom, I've been annoyed most of my life. What does that oh mean? Oh, my for God. Me? You are going to be a doll baby. <laughs> Just a doll baby. I can't wait. All right. The DC <laughs> universe has been treading water for years, but all the buzz seems to indicate that The Flash is going to turn things around. And yesterday, director Andy Machete spoiled a major cameo that's guaranteed to put butts in the seat. Superman. Yeah. Played by. <gasps> Nicholas Cage. No what? way. Sure. No? no. Yeah, be interesting. Isn't he a bit old for that? Is it old Superman? Uh, Machete said Nick was absolutely wonderful. Although the role was a cameo, he dove into it. He said, I dreamt all my life to work with Nicholas Cage, and I hope I can work with him again soon. Uh, but this comes 25 years after Cage almost played Superman. He was set to star yeah. in Superman Lives with Tim Burton directing, but the movie was scrapped in 1998. Isn't but he see, like a super, isn't he a super, uh, what's his name, mega fan though? Like, didn't he name his son Kyle or whatever, which is the real name of Superman, and he collect all the comic books and stuff? Maybe. maybe. I think he I was a know. comic book I, thing. Yeah. But it made, you know, this in this movie, there's also a cameo with Michael Keaton playing Superman. So I'm wondering if this is like a futuristic thing when Batman gets, or Michael Keaton playing Batman when my when Batman gets old. Oh. And so Nicolas Cage is the old version of the older Batman. guy. Oh. Maybe that ties in together or plays together. Hmm. Don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'll be the only one to see it, so I'll <laughs> let you know. Yeah. So Taylor Swift announced she is releasing Midnight's Till Dawn Edition at midnight tonight, which is going to include a remix of her song Karma with Ice Spice. Oh. So Taylor said, I'm a massive fan of this brilliant artist. And after getting to know her, I can confirm she is the one to watch. And what makes this kind of interesting is it comes a few months after her boyfriend, Matt Healy, made derogatory and racist comments about Ice Spice on a podcast. He has since apologized. But just another mm -hmm. something that Taylor is probably going to have to deal with on some level, whether publicly or... Just a little talk with Maddie. A little right. sidebar condo. <laughs> it's hey, like, yeah. dude, we're going to hang. You got to um, stop. Did you guys see all the videos going around when she was performing and just the absolute pouring rain yes. last yes. weekend? 
I mean, she, it is like, she is dripping completely Drenched. soaked and picks up the guitar. And you can see the rain just pouring everywhere around her and she's just playing away. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, As a concert goer. Right. I'm looking at this real estate listing for the Brady Bunch house. You were really into that when uh, HGTV was purchasing that and they made a whole show out of it. Yeah, well, it's it's back on the market. Uh, the last time, so this is the house. If you've ever seen the Brady Bunch TV show, which, you know, was in production decades ago and it's just lived on for years in syndication. I mean, it's an iconic house mm-hmm. in Studio City, California, and the exterior shots were of this real house this real house in studio city um and of course you know they did all the interiors on a set on a set at the paramount studios but uh the last time the so-called brady bunch house was for sale was back in 2018 you may recall hgtv outbid lance bass for the hotel or for the house And they even produced a series around it called A Very Brady Renovation where they made the inside look just like it did on the original show. Uh, I think Greg made an appearance. Cindy Brady was on. Cindy Olsen, who played Cindy. All the kids Mike are still Lookin alive, Lund. aren't they? All six of the kids. All six of the kids but are both still Both of the around. parents are gone. Both the parents are gone. Alice is, is gone. gone. But all six of the kids are still yeah. alive and either working in related fields or doing something completely different. Uh, but HGTV, they paid $3.5 million for the house. I pulled up the listing because I wanted to look at the map and see what some of the other similar houses, because it's in a neighborhood, and, you know, the houses are all kind of similar size. Yeah. And it seemed high for that neighborhood, obviously because it's the Brady Bunch. House. Yeah. Um, but HGTV, they bought it for $3.5 million. They spent about $2 million renovating it, and now they're trying to sell it for $5.5 million. And some of that money is going to go to the Turn Up Fight Hunger Initiative. Very cool. Yeah, so we'll see. But, yeah, it is kind of cool looking at the inside of the house. Like, they really did, you know, do their best, do the best they could with the space they had to make it look as close as close to the television show as they could. It just they looks did a like hell of a job. They should have plastic furniture and ashtrays everywhere. Yeah. At that. <laughs> I, I love the uh, red brick faux flooring stuff. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah, right? I mean, God, I... Oh, man, the, 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 the orange, orange countertops. countertops. Yeah, and, and the, the green kitchen. appliances. We had green appliances. My mom still has the oven. Oh, really? The green oven. <laughs> Not in her actual kitchen. She's got it in a different part of the house, but... We're scrolling through the photos if it's you're crazy. listening. We're Go to the backyard pictures. and see if Oliver's out there with the dog. With the fake grass. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at even the den. Looks All is missing is Mike's desk. desk. His little, uh, oh, there, there it is. It's in the wrong place. Oh, his but. architect desk. I forgot about that. It's funny that. that you know it's in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I've seen every episode that dozens of chair. times. What's that about? God, even the girl's bedroom. Oh, God. That's that crazy. The Jack awesome. and Jill bathroom. God. The boys' room. I Look mean, at those bunk beds it. they did. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, and the Brady Bunch was such a big deal, wasn't it? Because wasn't it the first show that showed a married couple in bed together? Right. And <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, you know, whoever buys that, I mean, that's 
That's a ready-made Airbnb, man. Whose room is that? Charge ridiculous money. That was Greg. When Greg moved up to the attic because he wanted his own room. (laughs) Yeah. And what was his alter ego? Uh, Johnny Bravo. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there's the backyard. Oh, yeah. God, even the backyard kind of looked. The only thing is they don't, they didn't have room to put like a driveway there, but everything else looks pretty close. Yeah. You know, they're working with a lot less space in real life than they did on the TV show, mm-hmm. obviously. But yeah, the Brady Bunch house can be yours at 11222 Dilling Street in Studio City, California mm-hmm. for the low, low price of five and a half million dollars. Wow. So there you go. There you go. It is a little before 7 o'clock. Jeff and Jen, that's your latest E-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One of those headlines is real. And if you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see the Dave Matthews Band this Saturday. And a four-pack of tickets to Aqua Adventure Water Park in Middletown. That's all straight ahead. First, Denise Johnson has your latest traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Candy. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? I am doing well. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to get up with all kinds of fun weekend activities. We're going to send you Dave Matthews on Saturday night. And then where else? You're going to go to Aqua Adventure Water Park in Middletown. Perfection. That'll be fun. Yes, girl. So here we go. Which one's real? Is it A? Man flees from cops on riding mower. Is it B? Woman's Uber doesn't arrive, so she steals neighbors hub around to drive to the bar. Or C, a guy stole a backhoe to drive himself to the airport. I'm going to say C. You are right. Yay! Well done. It is C. I know Ubers can be pricey, but this guy probably should have sprung for one in this case. A man from southern Illinois named Timothy Baggett is facing charges after he stole a construction vehicle and drove it to the airport (laughs) so he could catch a flight. It happened last Thursday. Where do you park that? That's a good question. Short long term. They got they got space. Short term or long term? I was say long term. Yeah. You can get like reserved parking in advance. Oh. Airport officials called the cops after they saw a backhoe parked in the airport lot and thought it seemed suspicious. Security footage showed Timothy driving up in the backhoe, pulling into a parking spot, then hopping out and calmly walking into the airport with a guitar on his back. Mm. Turned out he'd stole the backhoe from a construction site and drove it 10 miles to get there. Wow. What's yeah. the top speed on one of those things? I had the same thought. They, they can't <laughs> go very fast. He had already caught a flight to the West Coast by the time the cops showed up. The police eventually tracked him down in Nevada, where he is now facing charges for theft in excess of $10,000. Wow. 
Whoa, buddy. Right. All right. Coming up next, a classic second date update. You might have missed the first time around, but it's new to you. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.